0: You're exactly where you need to be. And you're listening to ADD Comedy with Jay Verzaski. Recorded in Melbourne, Australia, today's guest on ADD Comedy with Jay Verzaski is Australian improv veteran, Jason Geary. Jason's a teacher, a film and television actor, and the former artistic director of Impro Melbourne. I've worked with Jason in ImproVention, the awesome week-long celebration of Impro Down Under (laughs) that annually occurs in Canberra, Australia, and that's the reason I'm in Australia and soon to be in New Zealand. Uh, Jason's smart, funny, confident, and one of the best people to sit down and have a pod chat with. And stay tuned, of course, for his installment of Not My Finest Hour at the end of our episode. This is a good one. Like, what is it that, when I think about them, what do I think about? What is it that, that gets me? Sort of like being an improv scene, what's the compelling thing that you, you feel at the moment? Mm-hmm. And I don't know you very well, but I've watched you perform. And, and what, what keeps hitting me over and over again is this confidence that you have. And uh, when I told my girlfriend that, you, because you do, you rap, you you improv rap right uh no, no what do you do you you I uh, like like a, like a poet, uh, a, poet like a poet thing, thing. A, poet yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a poet thing yeah. and I told her about what what it was that I've yeah. seen you do and and she she improvs opera right okay so which is really quite awesome and and when I think about the work that you do I, uh, or the work that you do I don't want to call it work um, it seems like you have this energy going into it that there's a fucking joy to it and that's one of the hardest things to 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 convince somebody that someday a student that that there's going to be a day where you're going to feel that. Yeah. And you have it. Yeah. And uh so when when you're about when you're about to go out when you're do you ever get nervous? Uh, yeah, I, I You I, do? I, I still do a little bit, but but I,
1: I only like the minute before I go on stage. Because uh, that that's the minute, like, you know, just before the introduction, because that's the minute, even though I'm standing backstage with people, that's the minute where I'm in my brain and I'm going, all right, l- fucking bring this. Like, and so I- I'm just nervous that I won't meet my expectations. And 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 uh, I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of uh, work in, in film and, and TV and, and sketch comedy and stuff like that. And and the editors always tell me of, of series that I'm working on that I when I fail, I get really angry at myself. So my, often, my bloopers aren't included in the blooper reel because they're just not fucking fun to watch. Like I'm just there going, "You fucking idiot!" Like you, I expect so much for myself that that if if I'm not hitting or if it's not coming out as easily as I wanted to, there's a frustration there. So that's that's where the nerves come. And uh-huh. knowing that I I, I can be. Um. Yeah, knowing that I can be very hard on myself and, and get into my head a little bit. And so that's, it, it's about pushing my fears away in the moments before I walk out and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm on
0: stage. It's so interesting to hear you say that there's a frustration that you have with yourself because I feel like at the, uh, at the foundation of all the improv that, that we do is an understanding that 95% of it. Is the success that comes through failure? Yeah, and and yet you're also talking about like missing your mark or or, or flubbing a line or yeah. something like that. It, it it's that it's that first. I'm, I'm surprised that you hit yourself so hard.
1: Yeah, well that, that is so many and that that part that punishment has decreased over, over the
0: years. And what's made it decrease over the years?
1: I uh, uh, confidence and knowing that I'm enough. Ah, uh, and, and knowing that I'm enough in, in the scene knowing that uh, whatever I bring on the day in the moment is going to be enough and that's what I have to work with and then uh, accepting what I'm getting from other people as well so uh, acceptance of, of that right? Um, I, I, that sort of confidence I think is, is something that comes with experience mm-hmm. um, and, and accepting that okay this is my skills now uh, I, I'll, I'm, I'm always trying to uh, learn. I've been listening to uh, your podcast for a while, and, and one thing that often comes up that I, I love about improvisers in general and, and improvisers that I connect with and am inspired by is is the, the word artistry. Someone trying to p- push through to find something new. Is to... it that
0: they're trying to push through or they're pushing through?
1: Oh, they're, pu- they're pushing through. They're okay. always pushing right. through. Right, right. Uh, I just want to make that differentiation yeah, yeah. because...
0: Because somebody will go, well, I'm always trying to push through. It's like, no, you're motherfucking pushing through. Yeah.
1: So keep going. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. And and sometimes I'm lucky enough to be there when when that's happening and you see that to be
0: that when you're watching somebody do that or to be that when you're when you are doing it both
1: but w- when uh, when i feel uh, those burst through it's, it's like a, it's kind of kind of running at a, a japanese wall like a paper wall and then going through and all of a sudden you're there and you you're looking around the other side of the the the, the room to see what's new and what what's mm. what's uh, what to take in right now sometimes that happens personally where you're like oh, I'm in this space this, this is really new right now mm-hmm. or you see that happen someone else and uh, and light up and you're like
0: let's go so so what you're saying is um, it's the idea of you're in this space you break through this this you break through this wall and you're in this new space and you're going whoa yeah there's that whoa yeah and it's so vital to acknowledge the whoa yeah. To so be there in that moment to say, this is where the fuck I am right now. Yeah. I'm right here right now. How I got here doesn't matter. You know. And the pushing through for me is, I don't really, I don't ever see it that way. I don't see it as a struggle yeah. because I see it all as, to say that it's a struggle is to say, mm, do I see it as a struggle? No, I don't see it as a struggle. I don't know that I've ever seen it as a struggle. The struggles that I've had have been times where the universe is telling me, Stop doing that. Right. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't be married anymore. <laughs> you know? And do you
1: fight though? That that that. At that. Well, it's at, that point, that time, at, at that moment in that time.
0: At that moment in that time, heading why it's a up toward that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, exactly. That's why it's a struggle. It's a struggle because you're not. You're not. You're not to be doing this anymore. Yeah. You're not to be doing this anymore. Yeah. And the you're not to be doing this anymore. Lesson that you get. Is awesome. Yeah, and it's painful. But here's the thing about the painful is, painful is part of being alive.
1: Yeah, it's okay to let go. It's okay to have that change happen. You know, I I was uh, artistic director of Impro Melbourne for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and you know what? I did some really great stuff. Uh, I, I was put in that place because I push artistically into different things. But I'm not great at managing people, man. I'm I'm not fucking great at it, and it took me. Almost that entire period to say, guys, I, I, I'm not great at this, you know, and, and, and there was six months where I was making myself sick, trying to make it work, trying to balance artistic needs and human resources and stuff like that. And eventually I, I stood aside and went, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, this isn't for me. I'm not great at it. But and that really really hurts. But it's it given hurts me what? Sp-
0: what hurts. It hurts who? Uh, Who's hurts?
1: It, uh, it hurt me at the time because again I wanted to be everything for everyone.
0: How long were you at this job?
1: Uh, I was there for uh, about a year and three quarters. Oh, that's all. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. It, it was apparent. Uh, kind of a year or so in, I was like, this isn't. This isn't working. And, uh, and and I'm gone, and it's not me kind of giving up on stuff. It's me seeing that struggle and taking that long to catch up with myself to say this isn't
0: right. I have to tell now. you, when it, when it, in, in the amount of time that you told me that you, that you just shared with me how long that was, it wasn't that long at all. Mm-mm. I mean, a year and a half. Are yep. you kidding? Yeah, I was the artistic director of Second City for ten years. I know, and I felt and I felt like oh, I got this, I got this, and then at the end of it, what? What and there was there were shifts going on in Chicago, and I was in LA, and I was the artistic director in LA, and I felt like something's happening. I got this feeling that fucking something's happening. Yeah, and what's happening is I think I'm being passively aggressively pushed out. Right, and I felt like wow, I'm I'm being pushed out, and one day it just hit me, with a phone call. Yeah, that they wanted me gone. Right, and. At first, I'm like, "Fuck it," and then after a while, I thought, "No, this is what I wanted." Yeah. I wanted to not do this anymore. Yeah. And when you get to, it's either you did it on your own, which is great. Yeah. I went past my point of usefulness. Yeah. And then, and then it became a job. Mm. And when it's a job, you're fucked.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, I I feel like that happened to me in a shorter amount of time. Yes. But I also had people to look up to. That I wanted to be like Patty who was uh, Patty uh, Paddy Patty Styles, uh, who who was uh, my uh, one of my mentors from a very young improviser, who shaped the improviser that I am today. I owe so much. People like Randy Dixon, yes, from uh, who, Seattle, uh, yeah, yeah, who are uh, unexpected productions, are yeah, right? yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, like these great ads who I had to work with and look up to and saw, you know, and and I just wanted to, you know, when when the opportunity was there, I was like, okay, I think. I can be this, you know?
0: And was there any ego involved when they said, we want you to do this? Oh, fuck yes.
1: Yeah. Why, why wasn't... The, I've always... There's right. always ego in that sort of stuff, right. I think. And and so then... And it's not an ego-motivated thing, but you'd be a lunatic to say there's no ego involved in, right. in being able to go, hey, guys, you know, I got to here because people admired the work that I'm doing and the and the artistry of, of, of what we do and, and and what I'm trying to do with the company. And I, I found that once I, I had the company around me, then I felt quite hobbled with trying to maintain that that artistry and, right. and, and, and it became more of a more job. of a job mm. than 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 artistically leading. So I, I didn't get that that balance right of uh, of 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 the artistry versus the 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 job of the nature of it, and so I stepped aside and I have found new spaces to to work in there. I still work with many of the people in the company regularly, mm-hmm. uh, and also the scene here in Melbourne has gone boom in the last. I got to tell years. you, I
0: am fucking blown away. Yeah. by I'm blown away by the talent that's here. Yeah, I'm really there's there's a different feeling in this city than any other city that I've ever worked in. Yeah. And uh, in the classes that I have, because I'm working at the Improv Conspiracy, yep. and the people that are there, and I don't know who any of these people are. I really don't know who they are. I don't know the provenance. I don't know the history. I don't know what teams they're on. Yeah. But I do know that when you have 15 or 16 people in a class, and you're watching people just take notes, make the adjustment, fly, yeah. be able to express themselves in a way that you go, oh, you nailed it, man, you nailed it. Yeah. And, and and to watch, and it was the same feeling that I had last year when I was here, like there is a quality of actor, and I don't necessarily mean good or bad, mm-hmm. it's just like, there's quality, yep. and it blows me away.
1: Yeah, I feel like the culture, because I've been improvising here in Melbourne for 20 years now, and, and, and you know, it started... Small and and the last five years has seen it incredibly blow up in, in you know there was one company for a while here and now there was were, that company? Uh, Impro Melbourne right. and, and oh, it was Flying Pig to start off with, which was the kind of evolved into Impro Melbourne, which is still going today, uh, and uh, and that uh, that was the one company for a very long time about five six years ago. Uh, a lot of other kind of very talented people came around, started working with Impro Melbourne, but then started their own thing and it became this this moving universe rather than one pillar right it became a, mm. a, 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 it became impro melbourne like it, 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 that's the name of the company but there were three or four different entities moving around there were different people seeking out different styles and uh, and, and different schools of thought and it was a very exciting time some people kind of dug their heels in and said this is what we do and, and you guys can't do this and that was fucking frustrating and 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 what now, happened to those people? The, the, those people are still where they are, were then and are now and 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 that's for I'm me. I'm not making a judgment. Call no, 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 no. The, but but that for me is 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 just as scary. Like when people dig in and say this is the boundary. I know. I know. And 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 they they just put up those walls and and it's it becomes very very difficult to. To work with those people because the scene is dynamic and I said before I'm a 40 year old improviser there are people half my age improvising that I can learn from that are bringing different energies and different skills and different expectations in it and and so I really love how dynamic the scene is. It's here so now.
0: important. I, I, I'm always fearful of being the old man who's saying, mm. oh, that not you. What your music is, it's noise. Yes. And I don't want to do that. And I don't want to be that. And I, I, uh, I, when I find myself coming, when I find myself in relationship to something and I, I'm thinking, oh, those kids. I, it's so easy for me these days. It's so easy for me to go, you can learn something from those people. Yeah. And the moment that I stop be moment that I stop being inspired by everybody that's fucking around me, because if if people's provenance doesn't matter to me, then their age doesn't matter to mm-hmm. me. And if their age doesn't matter to me, then what what then why can't I learn something from them? Yeah. Because at the at the core of everything that we're doing. Is this. I've got a friend who uh, is a transgender woman. Her name is Alexandra Billings and she's fucking awesome and I love her very much. And she posted something the other day and it was essentially this. Love has no pronoun. Love does not want to be attached to a pronoun. It's like he loves, she loves, they love. It's like there is love and that is it. And I feel the same way about spirit. Mm-hmm. the spirit the, the the spirit of uh of creativity mm-hmm. like I can look at a child well you're a parent yeah so you, and you were mentioning how much you love your your, your daughter yeah, yeah. right and so you're probably sitting back on whoa they just taught me something in that moment
1: every day every day once 10 14 and but but they they teach me something about perspective they teach me something about creativity they teach me something about joy uh, it's, sometimes they teach me something about the world that I didn't know.
0: And probably they teach you something. They might even teach you something about uh, technology. Mm. You know, even that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, Dad, let me show you. Yeah. Um, and
1: and uh, we just uh, just as a, a simple aside, just recently, my eldest daughter is fourteen. What's your name? Uh, Clementine. Mm-hmm. And she just she just started using Snapchat a lot. Uh, and I'd never really used Snapchat. I thought, why Snapchat? It's it's a picture and it's gone. You know. And we now have one of the most one of the most playful relationships in our existence is just snapchatting each other and I uh, to get a snapchat from your daughter that's full of love comedy uh, uh, you know uh, just just little tiny uh, uh, bursts of spirit and it's gone and it's just like she took the moment to to think of me to do that to be it's so playful what we're doing at the moment and and that's kind of spread through all of my all of my friends who have kind of adult kids we're just snapchatting each other at the moment I love it
0: I love it and 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 what's hitting me right now about that is um, when i'm online and i'm seeing people adults Say, oh, those kids, they're always on their phone. Yeah. And I just had this situ I just you know, somebody did a photo shoot where they there where they, they took pictures of people on their phone and then they photoshopped the phone out to right. look how ridiculous they look. Right. And I and I I commented on this woman's page saying, You have no idea what these people are sending to each other. Yeah. You have no idea what the relationship is. Mm. And what you're telling me is you your daughter somewhere your daughter is standing there with her phone in her hand yep. and somebody's saying what a waste of time it is that she's doing that why isn't she out what mowing the lawn yeah what the i don't fuck know looking do the streets who knows what do you want her to do when when really what she's doing is being a lovely, loving, passionate, sensitive daughter to her father. Yep. So fuck you, because you have no idea what anybody is texting anybody yeah. else. And if you just sit back and let people live their lives. Yeah,
1: I know. That, uh, you know, it, define your own boundaries when that sort of thing comes. I know. Different parents will say no for screen time and no that that sort of stuff, and we've got we've got some rules around that. You know, you can't sit there and watch movies on your phones or whatever. We 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 are a very big game playing family, board game playing family. Love so it. we play board games all the time, well, at least once every couple of days. The whole family's around the table playing board games codenames or mysterium or whatever just Mm -hmm. engaging with each other and and and, and having fun and but that's what these tools for me are it's it's about connecting like like snapchat i see it as a tool for connecting and having fun right Uh, and the moment it stops being that then i'll I'll disengage with it because it needs to have someone on the other end and you were saying before very generously the kind of focus that I bring onto the stage, and 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 the openness that I have when I walk out on stage, that that for me is what it's about. It's about connecting. It's about the playfulness. It's about what is here, and I'm open to this. Uh, and and that that for me makes all the difference. That 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 gives me energy. That puts wind in my sails. I don't care if you've been improvising for six weeks or or twenty years. You know, I just want to be there and be present and and playful uh
0: the way that i've been talking about it lately is uh uh because i've I've been here um i got here on um i think i got here on tuesday or something like that and you know a a day is gone and i got here on tuesday and i and i work with people one group friday saturday and sunday friday three hours saturday and sunday six hours or seven hours each and uh uh, and I don't really know these people. What, what I'm watching these people do is I'm watching them, I'm, I'm watching them engage with each other. Mm-hmm. And what I'm realizing is this, we are in service to each other. Mm-hmm. I get to ask myself, what is it that Jason wants me to do? And then do it yeah i'm in service to you you're in service to me and if we can take this thing about being in service to each other and then bring it down to the 7-eleven downstairs Mm -hmm. uh, and bring it bring it to the universe then all that i'm here to do is to serve you yeah and if i'm here to serve you then the ego gets out of the way um, and also, I get to notice every fucking thing that you're doing to say, what does he need? He needs a plate. What does he need? He what does he want more tea? Does he want more water? What the fuck does he need? Yeah. Because here's the thing, why not? Yeah. It gets me the fuck out of my head. Yeah, and I I, th- I agree with get trying to get the ego out of the way,
1: is is for me, and, and, and I'm sure you've spoken about this, or uh, but we coin it like this, uh, in in our kind of little corner of the world, it, feel, it feels like there's tribe. It feels like there's uh, an improv tribe. And I, and I can walk into a room and very quickly figure out the people where that ego has gone away. And they have every reason to have the ego, every reason to have been, you know, in charge of Second City for 10 years and, you know, to, to have those egos. But you can walk in and see the person and engage with the person s- so quickly that you feel like you, uh, you, you know each other or at least Respect your background to that point enough to jump forward rather than try to suss each other out for ages, you know?
0: And the idea of uh, what got me about what hooked me into what you just said is, is, is where people like what, what uh, uh, people's history or who the, who, who people are, you said it in a different way. And for me, I always feel like the less I know about somebody, the more I can connect to them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, which is an interesting thing to say. The less I know about some somebody, the more I can connect with them. Mm. It doesn't make sense mathematically.
1: No, not at all, not at all. But you, you, but when you connect, when you truly feel like you're met with another open person, uh, and, 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 and and that's one of the struggles that you've got to have as a performer is is trying to keep ego
0: at, at bay. Right? Because we're performers. Like, Do you... Uh, I, well, I don't know. Let's talk about that. Because I, I feel like... I feel... I don't... It's been a long time since someone's hurt my ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one of the main reasons... The, one of the ways that I've gotten past that is is this. What you think about me is none of my business. Yeah. And that that's a huge one. I've mentioned that before on the podcast. But another thing that, that gets me is this. I have nothing left to prove. Yeah. I have nothing left to prove. And that's not to say... I. And, the majority... Everybody can have nothing left to prove if yeah. they want. I mean, I've got nothing left to prove. That's not to say that um, the, the ship can sail off with me yeah. and, when it can, and we can drown. That That's to say, I am satisfied with who it is that I am. I am satisfied with that which I have done. Do I have regrets? I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm going to say no to regrets. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got uh, nothing left to
1: prove, but you've got everything to give. Exactly. Yeah. I have
0: everything to give because I also have... What, who are you? Yeah. What's going on with you? What you, you have a daughter named Clementine like what's that like because yeah. a Clementine in my country is an orange <laughs> it's you know a here right, as well. right exactly <laughs> so you know you, you, you go there and it's like that's that. you say Clementine and the elevator here has you know a weird button on it and the way that people talk and I'm going I'm eating the shit out of everything uh, yeah. I'm not walking in being cock of the walk yeah. because who the fuck wants to hang out with anybody like that
1: that's exactly right that's exactly and that, that for me feels like Tribe going back to the tribe is where you can go to festivals in this wonderful art form that we have and just click and connect and 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 some of those connections uh take a little time to kind of settle in the sediment a little bit right and others just go bang and it's like fireworks right and uh but but it it doesn't devalue either of those kind of situations but walking into uh, like I find the the joy in my life is to be able to fly to a festival on the other side of the world and walk in and not worry. Right. Just walk <clears throat> in and go, hey, I'm here. Everyone else is I'm here, and they're looking in each other's eyes and going, what What have we got for each oh other? Oh
0: my god! I remember when I uh, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, where um, uh. Uh, Nick Byrne from Imprevention in Canberra, which is where we're going yes. in, in a few days, um, Nick said, I want you and this night, this guy named Glenn Hall yeah. to do a show together. And I'm like, great, we'll do a show together. What is it going to be? It's got 45 minutes. It's going to be in front of 350 people, whatever the fuck it's going to be. And that in itself is like, okay, great, which is really fun yeah. to be at a place in your life where you go, all right, that's the venue. Not. Yeah. 350 people, yeah, yeah. 45 minutes, what are we going to do? Yeah. It's more like, oh, okay. Yeah. And so I called up Glenn, yep. and I said, um, uh, uh, no, I, I, I emailed him, and I said, um, this is who I am, and who are you, and let's talk about the show. Yep. And Glenn sent me an email back essentially saying, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and I went, well, we should at least kind of find out what the show is, and Glenn sent me something back saying, I'm not interested in talking about the show at all. Really? And I said, um, well, I'm going to send you some videos of shows that I've done in the past. And he sent me an email back saying, I don't want to look at your videos. And then he explained, he said, let's make it so that when we meet each other, it's for the first time. Right. Right. Look at that! Yeah, and then we met each other. Yeah, uh, I got off the plane. I went to you know I, I flew into Sydney. Uh, Richard this guy Richard sent me he drove me to Canberra. Um, I met Glenn. We were on ABC the, the 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 radio. We got off. I went and I sat and watched Nick in front of all the tribe yep. of intervention people from. Tasmania yeah, all and over Australia from, yeah. what's that all over Australia, all over Australia in, yeah. you know all over Australia yeah. and that's the tribe and to watch him be up there and it's like who's this disheveled sort of uh, <laughs> you know guy who just you know it's like I'm surprised that he could put his clothes on <laughs> you know um but uh, you know it's it's awesome and the tribe was there and people were welcoming and I had jet lag and I've never been to Australia yeah. and and to go you're here we're happy you're here and I go and I think it's it's not supposed to be like this, right. but then you realize no, it
1: is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that that's the that's the joy. I mean, I, I this week I, I I'm just starting to tune my brain into the fact that. Amazing, beautiful people from all around the world and all around Australia, including Glenn, who you were just talking about. I haven't seen Glenn since before Christmas last year, because he lives on the west coast of Australia. Uh, And uh, and so it's like all of a sudden I'm going to be in the same place with with Joe, you know, with Tamika, with Tom, right. with yourself, with right. Glenn, with all of these amazing people, with Imbal, with so many, right. Amy, there's so many right. people. I'm right. just like, ah! And so it, my head is just starting to scream a lot. Uh, and my uh, the other part of my head is like, all right, you've still got a week of shit to do here, so don't leave just yet, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Be here now. Yeah. Um,
0: but but uh, it, it, it the the idea of tribe, the idea of... Uh, and so you've been doing this for how long? Uh, how long t- twenty years. I've twenty been years. Improvising, so, yeah. so twenty years. So you've been watching how this you you've seen, and it's an interesting time to be doing improv and being in this art form. And and, and I don't know how many people are listening. How many people listen to the podcast who aren't into uh, the improv scene? But the interesting thing is, it's a nascent. It's pretty much a. It's it's an it's a nascent art form. It's it's. Uh, it's it's finding its own yes. right now it like what it's liquid yep. it's liquid for a long time it was solid it was in chicago and that was it but now it's fucking all over the place yeah. to an extent that it's th- that we can go to different corners of the world and now it's a fucking industry yeah yeah it's an industry and to be part of that industry now is is fucking phenomenal. It's because when I was when I started out, there was Second City, there was this place called Players Workshop, which is connected to Second City, and there was uh Improv Olympic. Mm-hmm. And there was Doug Lee Riggs, which is in Minneapolis. And and that's all. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's crazy. It was the same when I started out here
1: in Australia. We had a, one company in Melbourne, one company in Sydney, and now it's all over. You've seen it grow. And the interesting thing, I think, for from, from my journey has been I started out uh, learning theatre sports, at learning Keith style stuff. Keith Johnson. Uh, uh, yeah, Keith Johnson stuff. And then Patty came over Patty and... Uh, sorry, Patty Styles. No, was, no, no. I just wanted to... Oh, okay, know, cool. the, the,
0: Because in case people want to know. Yeah,
1: Patty, Patty Stiles uh, came over and she worked very closely with Keith for a very long time uh and uh so she came over and she really uh kicked the the pants of the scene here started shaping us as improvisers and so i came up very much under a keith johnson style thing and then about 10 12 years ago started hearing about harold and started hearing about uh, the kind of chicago stuff and 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 started learning about that sort of stuff, and then and then uh, expanding my horizons and going, wow! I can take some of this and some of this, and I can, I, I you know, I, I, I still, I think it's dropped away quite a bit now. But there was a period where people were fero- ferociously kind of one school of improvisation or another school of improvisation over here uh, in the States. And I, I didn't understand it the whole time. I was like, well, why don't you take what works for you from here and what works for you from here, which is wonderful when you see someone like Joe Bill and Patty Styles perform together because they are people who have come up next to Dale Close and, and Keith and, and, and they perform together. And and, and you see Styles clash and compliment and you see improvisers working at the top of their game. and, and and so I, I feel like I've had a really lucky journey over that. That I uh, that I, I I got trained in one school, had my horizons opened into another, and now as an artist, I can push and draw from any of those to, to try something new, uh, whether it's character based long form, whether it's, you know, mono scenes, whether it's, it's Harold's or Armando's that, you know, but I can always go back and do some theater sports games or comedy sports. if, if it's, uh, that kind of thing from the the States. And so I feel like I've got the best of both worlds in the fact that I, I've been trained a lot in these short form kind of things. And, and I, and, But then I've been uh, lucky enough to go through heavy genre work, uh, to have gone through... Uh, you know, just exploring and pushing mono scenes, and just doing three person, two person mono scene, fifty minute mono, mono scene. A mono scene is scenes. a long scene. Lo- yeah. one, one scene, one scene like no a, like cuts. One act play. Yeah, one act play. Right. One setting from the right. audience, two, three improvisers. Right. And you just go. Right. Uh, you play maybe one, maybe two, but just you know, just do like a one act play. Right. Right. And um, and so it's been really fun to explore all of all of these and. And I think the gift is still giving, like I still get to learn every time I go to a festival, every time I watch someone else trying to push a boundary, mm-hmm. every time I feel someone else or myself break through that wall. Right. And, and, and so I, I feel like it's a gift to travel. It's a gift to see work all the time. And it's, and, and it's a gift that puts energy in me to say I want to try that,
0: and and everything that you're saying, I'm I'm listening to it and I'm hearing it in the spirit, which is with with which it is given, which is in the in in the arena of theater and improvisation and performance and acting and all that. But what also is happening here is it's also it's also about how are you looking at the world and how are you looking at your life? Yes, through the lens of. Um, Being able to get up in front of a group of people and know that you're going to be supported. Being able to get up in front of a group of people and know that you're about to be surprised at being surprised. Being able to get up in front of a group of people and know that part of what it is that you're doing is failing. Fail like a motherfucker. Fail, 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 fail. And to know at the end of the day, there is no such thing. There is no such thing as failure. Or to say, there is something called failure, but failure is just a reformed way of saying teaching.
1: Yes yeah yeah i i i i feel like i'm a better person for wearing impro clothes for the last 20 years i i feel like i have better relationships with my family with my wife with with my children with my friends uh with the people i work with uh often those two overlap as well uh in in this art form that we have uh, often we surround ourselves with people who are of a similar kind of uh, either improvisers or comedians or uh, that sort of thing similar ilk cut and and of those people I still regardless of whether you're a stand-up comedian you're a sketch comedian you're an author uh, you're an improviser I still feel like I've got those that learning there but I'm still able to connect on a really personal level because I'm open to what you bring
0: and, and, and it's that personal level to go, I'm connecting on a personal level. When we walk away from having a discussion with someone, we being improvisers who love what it is that we're doing, when we walk away from having a discussion with someone, we're changed. Yep. And it's not that we're changed because we were able to get our part, our part of the conversation in. We're changed because somebody just gave me information that I had fucking no idea about yep. prior to that. Mm-hmm. And... To be open to that, and and I was talking about um, what uh, you know, talk about Dell and talk about Keith, and and uh, so Dell would do this thing, and I think I mentioned it before on the podcast. I keep saying I've mentioned it before on the podcast so that people know I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> um, uh, that Dell would get up in front of a group of people uh, periodically at, at at his class, and. Um, This is at his peak of sobriety, um, as far as I knew, I don't know. And he would say, All right, what's everybody reading? And uh, we would talk about what we were reading... And he would go, Well, I know the author there. And he would say he knew that book and he knew another book by that author, but he also was able to say, if you if you like that book, and he was able to offer you another book. Right. And you would also start listening to everybody else in the room and what they were reading. And then you're going, you know what? This is college, man. Yeah. This is university. But this is at the core of it all is I'm we're being human. Mm. And we're, and we're, we're growing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's,
1: that, that's, that's what I love doing. And that's why I never understand people who dig the heels in.
0: When you were talking about those people that were digging the heels, I, 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 I feel like how do you, I, there's another group in another city in the States mm-hmm. where they go, if you're playing here, you can't, if you're playing here, you can't play anywhere else. Right, Right. And if you're playing anywhere else, you can't play here. Yeah. And the work that we're doing here, you're not doing the work that we're doing here. I don't know what you're doing. Come here and then learn what we're... You know, like yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like they're the ones that are being left in the dust. Yes. They're the ones that... Were, people are walking out and they're learning a certain skill set, but they're going to hit a ceiling. Mm-hmm. And that ceiling seems to be anathema to the improvisational um, uh, gestalt, if you will. You know, yeah. uh, because... Uh, and and people would say things like this. They would go, "Well, you know, um, Dell wouldn't want that." It's like, who the fuck knows what Dell would yeah. want? Yeah. You know. I really I don't know Keith and I don't know his work, but uh, <laughs> I I I is he is he by the book or is he open to and whatever it is now isn't what he was twenty five years ago? Yeah. But, you know I don't know that. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, I, I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of working with Keith, you know, a few weekends over the course of the, the 20 years and stuff Just come out to Australia. Uh, most of Keith has been instilled in me by Paddy Stiles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, uh, and, and Paddy taught me how to respect the work, respect the player, respect the mind, uh, standing opposite me regardless of race, gender, Age, experience, uh, and and that for me was the biggest lesson out of out of that, and and I f- think that it's the same in other schools as well. It's 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 respecting the intellect, it's respecting the person standing opposite you, respecting their creativity, respecting their drive, and having that 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 amount of respect coming from two people meeting on stage and creating work, electricity, moments characters and that that for me is 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 the truth of of, of the artistry so uh, so i i'm when i have a crisis of confidence coming back to those frustrating moments uh, i've got to remind myself that that's what i'm here to do right I, I and 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 take myself out of my own head and 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 put it out to give it to you
0: wow that's it right there just because the, when you're in your own head it's a lonely fucking place yeah. and we're when we find ourselves in our head, and I don't, I do it so much less now. When I find myself in my head, the one thing that I have to do is I got to go. Who's sitting in front of me? What's happening right now? I'm not alone. What do I have to do? Get out of the house and walk, and see people going around and and be alive. And and when I'm on stage with somebody, again, I'm in service to them. And if I take myself out of myself and put myself in the question of what does what does Jason want me to do right now? What does he want me to do right now? It takes me out of the idea of I'm alone. Yeah. I'm alone, and I'm never alone. And what Patty's teaching you about it does like working with somebody, uh, regardless of gender or, or or gender or race or age or any of those things. We keep going back to this. It's the spirit. Yeah. And what and and you talk you talk about there's no wind to the sails. I think you use that phrase, but there's no wind to the sails. And it's such an interesting phrase. Because when something has no wind, there's an area, there are areas of the ocean called the doldrums Mm -hmm. where there is no wind. Wind just stops. Yeah. And the ship cannot move. And it cannot move because there's no wind. And wind is spirit. The respiration, Mm. respiratory. You know your respiration, your spirit, and uh, and inspired is inspired spirit, respiration, wind. It's all the same fucking thing. Yeah. And when I look at you and I feel your spirit, it it puts wind in my sails and it drives me forward.
1: Yeah. That's 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 what I want when I walk out on stage and 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 I, I, but I I want that from other people, you right? <laughs> so, right.
0: You so, want that from other people, and you yeah. get it from other people because you give it to other people. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's a, it's a cycle, you know. Right. It's a, it's that as a, you assume the trust and and, and you go you right. Know?
0: And then you look at somebody, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Joe Bill. I look at somebody like Joe Bill, and all that Joe Bill wants to do is to be in service to you. Yeah. That's all that you know. I, when I think about him. He's, I don't know, six foot two, six foot whatever the fuck he is, six foot whatever, uh, two meters plus. And uh, uh, so I'm looking at him and all that I'm, and, and, and in, my, in my mind, the picture that I have on my, on my mind is him bending over and looking at me like, what do you need? Yeah. What do you need? I'm going to give you what you need. What do you need? Yeah. I may not agree with it. But I'm going to give you what you need. I'm sure
1: many people who uh, listen to this podcast or know Joe have had this experience, but uh, Joe is one of those people who, when we came together for the first time, it just went boom, like we had known each other since we were 12 years old.
0: The way that I, the way that I, I, I what I say is, um, you're picking up where you never left off. Yeah, yeah, it's, it feels like that. You just sit and it,
1: it's, it feels like we're back. Yeah.
0: We were never together, but, but we're, we're back. back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same thing happened with Dave Morris. I don't know if you know Dave Morris, know the improviser is. from uh, British Columbia in in Canada. We met in Amsterdam, and we'd gone through a lot. Had a lot of mutual friends and stuff. But this year uh, at the festival in Amsterdam, we met, and it was literally like that. We sat down and just.
0: I've never met Patty. I've, I've never met Patty. Her. I don't really know her. Well, this I've never week met she's her. coming at Improvension. No. Term. Yes. Oh yeah. See, that's it. Yeah. Uh, then I got to sit and talk to her. Yes, you do. Um, I've never met her. I don't know her. What? I've never met her, and all that I keep hearing is you've got to meet this woman. Oh, fantastic! And it's, and it's one of those things where you go, I wonder what that's going to be like. Yeah. You know, because they're they're are probably, uh, you know, we're at a place. Well, I I I'm at a place where uh, you know it's sort of an elder statesman thing yes. where you reach a point, uh, and that's not my ego. That's just me saying yeah. that's where I am. Is to go, there are certain people who, you know, I've known Dell, and I know Sharna, and I know the people that that run the, the UCB in New York, yep. and I know, like, all these different people, but she's the one that I have not met. Yeah. And to go, oh, ooh, and, and get a little nervous about it, and yeah. say, what's that going to be like? Well, you know? I'm going to be glad I'll be there for it. <laughs> and because it, it is... It, like so many people talk about her and so many people are so inspired by her. Um, and, and, and thinking about now, thinking about all the people that I've known and all the people that I've worked with, how awesome that is. Yes.
1: You know? Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It's really, really crazy. Yeah. And to never, and, and to always be grateful for that and to know how nice it is And that's, that's,
1: that's been the one regret that I've had over 20 years is being so far away in Australia. Like we're a, we're a massive fucking country that's so far from the scene in the States. But you're
0: also so far from everybody else. I know. Here in Australia. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, you can't, I was talking to Joe the other day and. And uh, he said, so we'll just drive from Canberra to Melbourne. what well, we'll be there in a couple of hours. I said, no, dude, that's like an eight hour drive. <laughs> and he said, maybe we'll fly. I'm like, yeah, we'll do that. So, so he's
0: coming back. He, y'all are coming back here? Uh, he's coming
1: back to Melbourne after in to it. teach some uh, workshops uh, here as well. And uh, I think he's here for three or four days and then he might be going to Perth. I'm not sure. Got it. Um. So yeah, Got he's Because it. again, it's a long way to come for you guys. I'm, so why not see more of the country as exactly well? That's exactly it. But and that's, and what I'm
0: realizing is this, that... I over I over booked myself here yeah because I got so excited about being here that I have since I've gotten here I've not had a free day yeah and here's the thing about that so what uh, yeah in everything that I'm doing I'm getting something from everyone and I may get up and go okay all right what am I teaching today I really have no idea what I'm gonna be teaching today but I'm gonna be working with these people and to to to, to to drop in, to drop into working today. I worked with three people at at uh, uh uh improv conspiracy. I work with three people for three hours right. and to go, wow, what am, what am I gonna do with those people? And then to realize you're gonna know what to do, just like all the time you improvise. Mm-hmm. You're gonna know what to do when you need to know what to do. You're going to know what you need when you need to know what you need. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the great lessons about improv, too. Yeah. Is to say, I've mentioned this before, uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith, who runs the Agape Spiritual Center, which is a a spiritual center in in Culver City, California, he has this line that he says, um, We're born knowing everything, but the answers are given on a need to know basis. Which is just such a beautiful thing when you think about improv. Yeah. Like it makes you go, Why are you worried about what's next? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's so it's so hard when you get up in your head like that. When when that worry comes, and if you can bat it away, and that's what I think has changed over the years is the ease at which. It's changed for you over you, the yeah, years. Yeah, for me, over mm-hmm. the years. Is the ease at which I can bat that concern uh, away.
0: Right? Yeah. And it's a gift that we give ourselves. And all that you've done was one day you realized that you could bat it away. Mm-hmm. That you realized the gift that you gave yourself was, oh, um, here's a thought. You didn't pay for your, your your tags on your car. What do you call them? Tags on your car?
1: E-tag. Oh, Regis. Re- Registrate. Yeah. What do you call them? Rego. Rego. So I knew that was a phrase. You didn't pay
0: for your rego. Uh-oh, I didn't pay for my rego. I'm here for this audition. I didn't pay for my rego. Yeah. And then you do this. You bat it away and you yeah. go, I'm here for an audition. I'll deal with my rego yeah. later. Yeah. And the moment that you did that, you walk away and you go, how did that work? Yeah. That worked because... I get to bat it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then that's, uh,
1: I think particularly with newer improvisers that are in their head, I think that's the thing that keeps them in there is, is all is worry. And so once they realize they can push through that and just be in the moment, then that's when you see them fly. And you mentioned, uh, Patty's renowned as being a very inspiring teacher. And I think that is her gift is that she can push through that and push through what uh people's worry mm-hmm. and find their spirit and help it
0: escape so how how do you do you do that you teach right i teach so i teach you must do that yeah how do you find someone's spirit uh
1: i i i, I watch them work mm-hmm. in the moment uh and I, I try to see what blocks they they you don't have try on. to see what blocks you see I what see block. what block. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't mean to yeah. say. No, no, that's yeah. okay. I, I see their blocks, uh, and, uh, and and what are their blocks usually? Well, their blocks are usually springing from some sort of fear or worry, and so Or uh, failure. Yeah, f- failure, or or or, or, or uh, particularly in groups where uh, where we're trying maybe something high concept, or there's a bunch of people who have never worked together before. So there's that that worry there. And, and, you know, it's just a, it's a matter of giving them permission to fuck it up. You know, go for it and fuck it up. This is what we're in this room for. And once that happens a couple of times and people... Once what happens? Fucking it up. Failing and, and fucking it up and saying that that's, that's the breakthrough that we need because fucking it up means we've given it a go. We may have gone this way or that way or missed the target, whatever the target was but we're, we've got momentum and we're shooting at it at least so we can, we can push through. And so uh, uh, it, all I want to see is people doing that. And, and, and if they don't push, if they're not pushing, that's where the fear is. So I try to get them to push through that fear.
0: Do you also, do you not also at that moment, because I totally understand, do you also not at that moment, for me, I point out to the actor... That's your fear right now. Do you see what's happening right now? You didn't do that because... And usually it's two or three different things. One is you're afraid of failure. You're afraid to be seen in a certain way. You're holding on to something yeah. that you're bringing in of your history and yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's getting in the way. Mm-hmm. But it's either, either a fear of failure or a fear of ego. And I think the fear of failure and ego is basically the same thing. Yeah. So to see somebody and a note their spirit in that moment is to, go, is to allow them to recognize those times when they've stopped and not to say, we get to push through, which is what we really want to do, yeah. but to say, do you realize that at that moment you engaged with yeah. the ego, you engage with the fear, you engage with your personality, you engage with yourself, you mm-hmm. engage with with, with your, your sense of lack. Yeah. And are you repeating that in every scene that you're doing so you reach a point, when you reach a point, you go, no, I can't do it anymore.
1: Yeah. I I don't do it in the moment often, like in front of the group. And I don't know why it's just not something I do when I'm teaching. But I will talk to the person about it afterwards. And let me uh, tell you why. One to one.
0: I get it. But I will tell you why I talk about it in that moment, at that moment. It's because whatever she is going through at that moment somebody else is going through that. So when I'm giving her that note, I'm giving her that note and I'm giving everybody else that note. I'm giving her that adjustment and I'm giving everybody else that adjustment. What I'm also doing is, as I'm sitting there expressing myself, my cast is seeing how uh, I'm modeling for them how I want them to treat each other. Yes, and 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 so when I do that backstage, that's fine too. Yeah, but I need for them to know that this is how we talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I I hearing. And I'm not you, saying you're wrong. No, no,
1: no, no, not at all. But hearing you say it like that, I think I do a little bit of that because for me, one of the often the things you get asked, like we all do corporate work, and corporates don't get that you've got to work for the person standing opposite you and and be there present because uh, not present be there and present so uh, uh so you know you, you go in and you teach cor- corporates kind of in impro fundamentals and they're like what my job is to look after the other person and and they just I love how you're, <laughs> you how you added a little what <laughs> what, what? what huh? is happening here uh, yeah and then so uh, 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 but Oh, fuck! I lost my train of thought. Sorry.
0: Um, uh, uh, was uh, talking to somebody in that way, giving them the notes in that. Yeah, moment.
1: and and one of the things that that we say to to these people is we model the behaviour that we want to see. So if it because you know they get a, a whiff of our, our basics and they say what if, what if you're up against a blocker in the workplace all the time, somebody who's fucking blocking you all the time. What do you do? Do you call them out? I we said, well, we we talk about it. Yes, there's feedback in many different ways. But we model the behavior that we want to see so they can see how it works. And once they get a feel of it working, then they they begin to trust and they begin to change their behavior a little bit. It's very so, Gandhi. It's yeah. like
0: be that change that you want to see in others. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it, uh, got it. Got it. What I find with working with, what do you call them? Corporates? What yeah. You say? yeah corporates. Corporate. Yeah. Working, working corporates. Um, I think that, and, and maybe somebody has figured this out. We have to stop calling it improv, what we're teaching them. Only because that's one of the main things to get that, that or improv or improv. That's yep. one of the main things that the moment that somebody says improv, there's a thought in their head of a group of shitty actors up in front of a mic making yep. fucking make them up. Yep. You know, and that's not what we're doing with those yeah, people. Yeah. We're doing something different with those people. Yeah. And that's why I feel like, can we, is... There is, and I know what it is. I know that there is. Is there another word that we use for that so that it's you know, Jason Geary is going to come in and he's going to do not improv skills, but rather yeah, something else? We
1: couch it in a different way because of that that, that kind of train of thought. We talk about highly functioning teams and which is a term that business fucking love but highly functioning teams that's not a military leader that's not a football coach or a football player coming in and saying this is how we work no we are at the peak of our artistry we are a highly functioning team we are are people and how do we function so highly we're functioning at an artistic level very highly we're functioning at a personal interrelation uh, interrelationship and a team level so highly that this is what we do so we we never kind of phrase it as we're coming in to teach you guys improv. When we market it, we market it as a highly functioning team. I love it. that so much. Oh uh, my God, I love
0: it so much. Yeah. Because a highly functioning, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> and when I think of highly functioning, I don't think of um, four people dressed up in shitty t shirts and, and blue jeans in mm-hmm. the basement of some fucking shithole, you know, doing make ups. Yeah. I think of a group of people who are listening to each other. And it's that, it's that, it's it, what is the image that comes to me? And when an image like that comes to me, I, I, I have this abdominal spaciousness and suddenly I can breathe and I go, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want that. That's Mm. what I want. I want to talk that way. I want to act that way. That's what I want.
1: Yeah. And they're the results that we get. And we find we get through the door a little bit more easily as well by, by talking because any, anyone who's looking into getting corporate training for teams or anything like that, who may want to look outside the boxes I uh, I mentioned before, who doesn't want to hear a phrase of a highly functioning team? It's what you want. It's what you aspire to in your business. And 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 we manage it with people. You and me haven't uh, performed in, in 12 months. You just got off a plane. I just got off a plane. We're in a room. We're about to perform for 250 people. And bam, we are in that moment. The highly functioning team, <laughs> you know, I, and, and so
0: yeah, it's it's it, it works so well. It's a well. great phrase. I'm so glad I brought that up because it really seems like it is such a and while you're speaking about it, I'm thinking about all the casts that I've been in that have been highly functioning teams. And uh, I, I my challenge is always calling improv casts teams mm-hmm. because that throws this element of competition into it yes and yes. it also doesn't really do service to the fact that i'm an actor you know i'm yeah. an, even though i'm improvising i'm an actor and uh and and when we call it a team it seems like oh okay we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work on we're gonna work on bunting or we're gonna work on you know we're gonna work on running bases or whatever the yeah it's gonna and be. then
1: there's that idea of changing teams as well kind of has a like in my brain right. i feel like i'm changing teams it's right. it's not the done thing you know right whereas if it's a cast then it's people oh brought together God.
0: well one of the thing great things about working in second city was the casts were fluid and what i mean by that is Um, You'd have one main stage cast with six or seven people, and then at some point, one of those people would book out, and somebody else would come in. And the moment that they would book out, the first time you're going, what do you mean you're going? And then somebody else would come in, and then after about three weeks, you just forgot that that other fucking person was there, and you're like, hey, here we go. But it's all about highly functioning team, and within that highly functioning team this guy can come in and that guy can leave and take that guy's part because everybody's highly functioning. Yeah. And the best the best
1: experiences
0: I've had, regardless of it,
1: uh, artistic experiences I've had, regardless of improvisation, television, sketch comedy, sketch comedy for stage... It is where the the writing room or the the uh um it's it's not one for one it's one for all and so you know you're writing a, a sketch and you're not getting the, the sketch show isn't paying you per page they're paying you all like the uh, favored nations or something like that so it encourages people to go fuck, I've got half an idea here. And this, who can help me crack this open? And then you just put both your names on the top of the script and and away it goes. And it encourages that teamwork and that, that you're not possessive of the work. Uh, you're not trying to hold it in. It's not to, precious. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I've been very lucky- in my professional career as well, not that improv isn't professional for me, but oh, in, in, uh, in, in you know, my working in TV and, and, and stage comedy and stuff like that, to have a lot of relationships that have been like that, where people have taken the time to go, all right, to open those doors up and, 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 and share those things and, and been on writing teams that are, are just that, they're writing teams, you know? And so, you know, you'd have... You'd be writing for three days and one of those afternoons would just be the shit sketch afternoon where you've got half a fucking idea and everyone just brings it in and just cracks that open, you know? And and the, those are the, the memories of writing comedy and, and stuff that I really cherish is those moments where you might spend 15 minutes with four other people in the room and crack it, but you know what? You might not and you might just have to kill your baby and go, It's oh, half a fucking idea, but it's not, it's nothing. You know, and and, and and kind of you mentioned celebrating failure. I think in a writing room uh, where, you, where you're writing lots of sketches and things like that, that culture needs to exist as well. But otherwise, it, 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 you know, there's no bad ideas. And, and, and if you put that pressure on, then it shuts everything down, you know. So I think I've been really lucky in that. All of the, the professional endeavors, or the majority of professional endeavors, be it improv, you know film and TV or, or, or stage comedy, has had that idea of, at its core, whether I'd phrased it that way or not, a, a highly functioning team of people coming in bringing their a game to each other and working that with each other. And I, it's, it's been such a lovely kind of journey when, when you think about it like that, you know um, Yeah, it's really nice
0: well let's stop there that's awesome thank you so much no worries man oh, ah, great. indeed highly functioning teams who doesn't want to be on a highly functioning team I've been on many highly functioning teams <laughs> I love when my challenges are met thank you Jason Geary and I'll see you in Canberra Before Jason's segment of Not My Finest Hour, here are my workshop comings and my performance comings and goings. Uh, July 2nd through the 10th, I'll be in Canberra. July 15th through the 17th, I've got workshops in Christchurch, New Zealand. July 29th through the 31st, another weekend workshop. This time it's in Auckland, New Zealand. Our drop-in classes start again. August 17th in Hollywood. It's Rizasky and Clifford at Iowa West on August 18th. Hey, if you live somewhere, chances are I'll be teaching there or performing there. Check us out at davidwazowski.com. ADD Comedy with Dave Rzowski is produced by Laura Parker and me. Like our show? Give us some love on iTunes, won't you? Send questions and comments to dave at addcomedy.com. And now, Jason Geary's installment of Not My Finest Hour
1: was just in January uh, on the... Uh, I was at the Amsterdam Improv Festival. Right. Uh, and the 20-year-old me, I'm 40 years old, the 20-year-old me was having a fucking ball. The 20-year-old me was saying, you're in Amsterdam! It's the final night of the festival. So I overindulged with uh, as many things like I was drinking. I, I don't smoke, but I, I had almost like a whole slice of cake, space cake, and, and, uh, and drinking on top of that. And I had some sort of natural high... Pill as well, and so by the time I was walking home at 5 a.m., I was very happy in a very open space. Anyway, I caught an Uber because it was quite cold, and, and about uh, three quarters of the way through the Uber ride, I thought I need to go to the toilet, so I just said, I'll drop me off here, I'm fine. And the guy went, Really? and I went, Yeah, I'm fine. I didn't know really where I was, uh, and so he drops me off, and I run over to this uh, hedge uh, that was down by a canal, very private, very dark. I was like, okay, this is great. And, uh, and it was late and, uh, I, uh, uh, I took my cock out, started peeing and then I fell forward into the hedge and uh, and so I I was basically like a jellyfish in this hedge weeing on my hand trying not to get it in my pants or on my leg and I couldn't push myself back out of the, of the thing so I pissed all over my hand in the hedge uh, by the time it's all finished I was just kind of laughing at myself going what what is this? And so I just lay there for five minutes, kind of laughing at myself. And eventually, I thought, oh, Come on, you've got to get out of this edge or you're going to die here. So I I I had to get out. It was like getting out of mud, but really scratchy mud. So I had to pull over <laughs> myself. I get up, my hands covered in urine. I just like, Oh my god! And I turn around. There's one guy at four thirty in the morning standing right across the road from me just kind of looking. I, all I wanted him to do was applaud. He didn't, he just was confused. Then I just went, yep. And uh, so I got back to where I was staying, uh, kind of washed my hand, collapsed into bed. The best thing was I got up later to go to the toilet and uh, in the bathroom, in the light, I, I looked at my dick and it was covered in, in leaves and branches <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, all right, that is my finest hour. <laughs>